Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we are just getting underway in a new preaching series through the book of Mark. In our second week, Pastor Jim Harris will open up chapter 1 and guide us all the way through verse 1. Well, there are a lot of questions that we need to be able to answer by the time we're through. What is significant about the Gospel of Mark? How does it differ from the other three Gospels? And what should we expect to learn as we journey through this book of the Bible? And since it's just one short verse, I'm going to read it to you. The beginning of the Gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Why spend one week on this one verse? Well, because it's important that we understand Mark's purpose in writing from the outset. And it's important that we can answer the question, what is the gospel? Well, here is today's slice of the message entitled, Why is Mark Remarkable? The Greek word translated gospel is euangelion. Prefix eu, which means good, eu, and angelion, the word angel is in there. An angel is a messenger. The euangelion is the good message or the, the good news. You've often heard it translated good news. Maybe you, in English, as it's been translated into our alphabet, you might have heard it called the evangel. There's a verb form of it that becomes evangelize. There's an adjective form of it, evangelical. We use that word pretty often today, and that is a really good word. Evangelical is a, it describes a person who is totally committed to the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ, that he, that he died for our sins according to the Scriptures, that He was buried and that He rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. And the, and the, and the word evangelical has been hijacked, poisoned, and liquidated. Pureed into meaning almost nothing to most people today. If you say, "Oh, hey, he's an evangelical," they think of, "Well, that's a person who's part of a, a voting block of uh, conservative right-wing religious nutcases." Evangelical is a great word. It means committed to the gospel of Jesus Christ. But now it takes a paragraph and a half to explain what we mean by that. So the gospel literally means good news or good announcement or good message. So when Mark uses this word, and he doesn't give you a paragraph to explain it, that means that he had a frame of reference of what he meant by that word and what he knew his original readers, who were uh, Roman believers and unbelievers, he knew that they would know what he meant by that word. What was that frame of reference? Well, it was the way that that word is used, and are you ready? Do you remember seven days ago? Do you remember the word Septuagint? That's the Greek translation of the Hebrew Old Testament. And the word gospel, euangelion, shows up there. Now, you won't see it in your English Old Testament because it's translated instead of uh, transliterated, but in the Septuagint, the word gospel is used in various places to describe good announcements. It can be an announcement of a military victory. 
It can be an announcement of a political triumph. It can be an announcement even of a, of a physical rescue. But Mark is using the word of the good announcement, the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. He knew exactly what message he was talking about. He is connecting it to the messianic uses of gospel in the Septuagint. For example, if you, and I'm not going to make you read the Septuagint because it is in, in Greek, but if you were to look at the Septuagint translation of Isaiah chapter 40, verses 9 and 10, you would find that word there. Get yourself up on a high mountain, O Zion, bearer of good news, good message coming from the temple. Lift up your voice mightily, O Jerusalem, bearer of good news. And that's where the word euangelion shows up in the translation. Lift it up. Do not fear. Say to the cities of Judah, here is our God. Behold, the Lord God will come with might, with His arm ruling for Him. Behold, His reward is with Him and His recompense before Him. It's good news. God is coming. The kingdom is coming. That's great news. And by the way, in Isaiah chapter 40, that is immediately preceding the portion of Isaiah that you who are in our Sunday school class on Isaiah will be coming to before long, where he gives detailed descriptions of the suffering servant, the one who is to come. That's the most Christological portion of Isaiah. And in that portion, you find things like this, Isaiah chapter 52, verse 7. Did you know that Isaiah listened to worship choruses? And he made them into Bible verses. This one. How lovely on the mountains are the feet of Him who brings good news, who announces peace and brings good news of, of happiness, who announces salvation and says to Zion, Your God reigns. That's great news. The servant is coming. He's going he's to bring salvation. He's going to announce salvation. Now, let me give you a little bit more to bolster this. Here is an inscription. I'm going to read it, read a quote, uh, a translation of an inscription from the Roman world in 9 BC. It's announcing the coming of the emperor Caesar Augustus. He's the Caesar of Caesar Augustus that you read about in, uh, in Luke chapter 2 regarding the birth of Christ. Now, here's what it says about Caesar. The providence which has ordered the whole of our life, showing concern and zeal, has ordained the most perfect consummation for human life by giving it to Augustus, by filling him with virtue for doing the work of a benefactor among men, and by sending him, as it were, a Savior for us. And those who come after us, to make war to cease and to create order everywhere. The birthday of the god Augustus is the beginning for the world of the euangelion, of the gospel that has come to men through him. So you see from that inscription that in the Roman world, the Roman secular world, the people that didn't give a rip about the Septuagint, they still understood the word euangelion as a good announcement of great news. Now, remember the fact that in the first century, Caesar worship, emperor worship, was a great big deal. They called Caesar Augustus a savior. 
One who would make war cease and create order everywhere. His coming was the, to them uh, the arrival of a God. So Mark begins his word, use his, his book I should say, using this word that describes the true good news or the real gospel as opposed to the Roman use of the word. And he wants to make sure that we understand his intended meaning. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. That is in direct opposition to those in Rome who were followers of Caesar. So if you're pinching a pinch of incense and burning it on the altar and declaring Caesar is Lord, Mark's gospel is a between-the-eyes confrontation. No, there's a real gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Another commentator wrote this, The parallel between the gospel in the imperial cult, worshiping the emperor, and the Bible is Caesar and Christ. Those are the parallels. The emperor on the throne and the despised rabbi on the cross confront each other. Both are gospel to men. They have much in common, but they belong to two different worlds. Put it all together, and we know that the gospel had a specific meaning in the minds of those to whom Mark addressed himself. He was writing to Roman Christians to bolster their faith and to Roman non-Christians. So Mark begins his account of the life of Jesus with very specific language that would make his Roman readers know there's something far better than worshiping that emperor. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. The gospel in the Old Testament was good news of God making salvation available. So when John the Baptist came along, he calls it the gospel of God. What did John the Baptist preach? Well, we're going to study it soon in Mark 1, but his was a message about sin and repentance or turning to God for mercy. During his ministry, Jesus and his disciples went around preaching good news as well. And in their case, it's called the gospel of the kingdom. Why? Because the hope of the Jews was all centered on the coming king and the kingdom of God coming to earth, the hands of the Messiah. So always in the Bible, the gospel is the message of salvation provided by God to every person who will repent and turn to Him. Now that Jesus came and died and rose again, the message of the gospel, it hasn't changed, but now it is in its fullest expression. It includes what He accomplished. It's still the gospel of God. It's still the gospel of the kingdom. It's still the announcement of peace with God and happiness and salvation because our God reigns. It's still the message of good news of eternal reward in the presence of God. But now we have the fullness of the message. There is salvation in no one else except Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And that's not what I came to talk about this morning. But it's a very important word, right smack dab at the beginning of this gospel. But I want you to understand one more thing, and the reason that I'm only doing one verse. I want you to be ready for the fullest impact of the gospel of Mark. The story of Mark himself is tied to what he calls the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. I want you to take a 
a brief look with me, if you will, at the biography of the biographer. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.